Hello and welcome. I'm Kim Keen, host of the One of a Kind You podcast. I started this podcast to share my journey of my past self, a woman who was struggling with leaving her teaching career and adjusting to stay-at-home mom life, to help other women with their motherhood journeys or their work-life balance journeys so they can let go and make themselves a priority without all the sacrificing. So if you are a regular listener to One of a Kind You, thank you so much for taking the time to tune into another episode. I am super excited to have you here. And if you are new to One of a Kind You, we are equally welcome, equally excited to have you here with us as well. And welcome, welcome. So the way this podcast usually works is that I share a journal entry of mine from about seven years ago um, when I was in the thick of the struggle and reflect on what I know now as a certified life coach and what I wish I knew then. Um, but today we have a guest with us and her name is Swami Nityananda. I think I got it. Um, I think I was close. And so she is quite the accomplished woman. So she has dedicated her life and career to helping humans live in joy and freedom. And she's spoken to audiences in 10 countries, which is incredible. And she's been a featured speaker on NPR and Radio Ireland, among some of the platforms and podcasts um, that she's been featured on. So she has been supported with grants, endowments, and various foundations so that she can take her work and take it to the masses. So she is a spiritual teacher and a spiritual leader at Awake Yoga Meditation. And her meditations are designed to help audiences feel calm and exuberant and live their fullest lives, strengthening self-awareness, relationships, abundance, and well-being on every level. So we are prepared for her wisdom, her humor, and her authenticity, which I'm super excited to get to experience. And um, so Swami, did I miss anything? You are fabulous. It is such a joy to be with you, Kim. Thank you. And respect and joy to your listeners. Thank thank you to your listeners as well. Yes. How close was I on your name? Did I get it? You did a great job. Yeah. So Swami Nityananda. Yeah. Welcome. Okay, good. Good. I I feel horrible butchering people's names. Um because I think your, you know, a name is something that we so strongly identify with, which is what we were kind of talking about before we hit record with my mother and and my name. Um, so I always want to make sure that I'm I'm getting it correct. So um, did I miss anything in your, um, I'll say, incredible uh, experiences? Thank you for your kindness and your joy and your warmth. I just really appreciate it. Yeah, of course. So um, so tell us. What, um, if I can ask, so what, what brought you into the world of meditation and spiritual growth? So, I mean, I think there's like different entry points, different answers that I could give. And I think that one of the invitations that I would give to listeners as I talk is for listeners to think about what are your entry points into just a feeling of deep connectedness. And so for me, Um, I actually grew up in Washington State. I'm currently sitting in Baltimore, Maryland. And so Awake Yoga Meditation is in Baltimore, Maryland. And I grew up in Washington State and it's a part of a state where it's very rural and there's like lakes and mountains and evergreens and also very hard winters. So I'm not trying to make it sound like it's perfect because everywhere has things that you deal with. But when I was growing up, um, my earliest awareness was feeling connected to the natural world sort of like feeling aware that my body was an extension of nature and the natural world was an extension of my body. So that was just part of my awareness. And then I would say that it also um, was the case, this was maybe 20 years ago, that there were two friends two weeks in a row who said to me, they were just like talking out of the blue and they said, 
you should go to yoga. They were talking about how they did yoga and they really liked mm-hmm. yoga. And the second time I was like, oh, okay. So I think the universe is telling me I should go to yoga. <laughs> and yeah. so with that friend, I went to yoga class. And for me, that was another of my natural points of connection. And so um, almost immediately after I started practicing yoga, I also started practicing meditation, just a very natural point of connection. And then in 2010, I met my teacher. My teacher was Swami Shankarananda, and he founded our meditation community. And he passed, he left the body, as yogis say, in 2014, and asked me to serve as his his successor. And so wow. I would say, like, when you um, meet a teacher, there's almost like a I don't know how to say this but like you encounter light and light shares through the teacher and so it just sort of like amplifies and gives an incredible spiritual boost and so that definitely happened with me as well so for listeners i think the invitation is each person has our own natural points of connection and awareness so for some people it might be like you sing while you do the dishes mm-hmm. <laughs> or like you know like I while you not to sing while i do the dishes so i know <laughs> that's not my natural connection point <laughs> <laughs> or like you know you see like moms with their babies on their hips and they're like dancing with their babies and you can just yeah. see like that joy and that connection and there's like the connection to the dance and the connection to the baby and yeah. um so for each listener just to identify for ourselves what are our natural points of connection and then to trust those and to allow those to be part of our strength and part of our joy and to give ourselves permission to connect with these. So for example, like early in the morning, I know, um, so I came across, uh, it was actually, I think from Lewis Carroll, he was describing a character who does six impossible things before breakfast. <laughs> and I was like, oh well, my God, that's mom. to do after that. Like if you've done six impossible things before breakfast, the day is done. <laughs> right. So I know moms are doing six impossible things before breakfast. And I know dads, some dads are that way as well. But it's sort of like to build, if dance is a thing that makes you feel amazing to be you, to build it in as you do the six impossible things before breakfast or a song or whatever it is that, you know, like if music, listening to music, like you might be able to play some music or dance a little dance, like while you're doing whatever else you're doing or just take a breath and connect with the natural world or go outside and stand under a tree for even just a moment, like a breath or two. And then to have that be part of a foundation that then we carry with us throughout the rest of the day. And what happens is as we do this, as we connect with our own strength and our own joy, then we are more present. So we are more present in our relationships. We're more present with ourselves. We're steadier and kinder and we have more of a sense of humor with ourselves. And then when we have that with ourselves, it very naturally shares through us with everyone that we encounter. And so that's everyone from our families and our relationships, but it's also like if we have business clients or we have like high powered meetings that we have to attend, whatever it is that we're doing, when we're able to be that energy of kindness and wisdom for ourselves, then of course that would be much easier to share with other humans as well. Yes, and I think people take note um, of that because I think so often we get you know, head down, focus on the day-to-day to check all the things off the list and we're not always being present. And so um, two examples come to mind of this. We just went to the Bahamas for vacation and we stayed on a resort 
And while people are on vacation, they were still so unkind to the, to the people at the resort, you know, they're there trying to provide, you know, earn a paycheck to provide for their family. And um, so we, I, my husband and I always teach our children kindness um, because it, it goes so far. And so it was funny because my girls noted one of the days we went to up to the snack stand and it was obvious that people weren't taking the time to ask the, the gal at the snack stand how her day was. So just in typical fashion, you know, going through her motions, not ingenuinely, she was like, how are you today? And I looked at her in the eyes and I said, I'm good. How about you? And she was almost taken aback and almost couldn't even respond because I don't think she had heard anyone say yet that day, how are you? You know, it was like, I'm good. I want this, you know, I want the cheeseburger and the soda and the fries and the this and the this. And so after we had placed our order and we walked away, my girls noticed, they're like, wow, people must not ask her how her day is going. And I'm like, no. And you would think when we're on vacation, we would be more present in the moment because we don't have all of those things weighing on us that we have at home. And then the other one was when we were in one of the sundry shops, um, a lady was like, are you Christian? And I, she was an employee. I said, um, well, what makes you ask? Cause I don't define like Christian Catholic, whatever. I just am spiritual. And so she was like, you just, you and your family, you just give off so much love. And so I, first of all, that made me feel really nice. And so I kind of like elbowed my kids, like, see your dad and I are doing something right. But I just said to the lady, I said, you know, we are firm believers that what you put out is what you get back into this world. So if we can come and, and have kindness and gratitude and appreciation for you working here so that we can enjoy our time away from home, then that's just a small thing that we can do. So I think that's so, um, as I ramble on, but yes, it's like the importance of being present and, and giving kindness out. It goes so far because people are so appreciative of it because there isn't enough of it these days. That is so beautiful. I mean, thank you for also that embodies in you, if that makes sense, or like that just shares through you. Like, even if you hadn't told me those stories, I would know that about you. <laughs> so yeah. it's really beautiful. And I agree with you. I think it does. It's one of those ripple effect things. Um, then that kindness that you shared with both of those people that you encountered that goes on and it keeps sharing through all the humans that they encounter as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, and I think like, you know, not just as parents, but as as humans, it's so important to model for others. So if I can teach my girls now while they're still young, hopefully they'll be able to integrate it now and it'll be a natural part of who they are so that when they're adults and I'm not standing there like, ask that person how they're doing, say thank you, say have a nice day, they do it on their own when mom or dad's not there to give them the reminders. That's, it's making me smile. It's making me remember, I was having this conversation with seven-year-old and five-year-old sisters, and the seven-year-old sister asked me, what is selfishness? And I said, oh, well, that would be like if you had a cupcake and you didn't want to share it with your younger sister. And she looked at me and her brain, like you could see her brain thinking about that. Her brain could not even entertain that possibility. <laughs> like if she had something that was nice, she was going to share it with her younger sister. And it was just so beautiful to see that. Yeah, because I would say that's not the norm 
Um, so her parents have done a very good job instilling or her grownups because um, I know she has probably more people in her life than just a, just a set of parents. So I always like to say grownups because um, there are so many adults that impact children, you know, during the school day and in the community and things like that. But that's so sweet that it never even occurred to her that she didn't have to share the cupcake with the little sister. It was adorable. The true question is, does little sister feel the same way about big sister? Good question. I think little sister is probably growing into that, right? So, yeah. I'm thinking like, and, I don't really have to share my cupcake. Like, I can just have the whole thing for myself just this time. <laughs> yeah, so that's, I just think that's so sweet. But I, I also think like when you're like, you know, as a young child, you realize you have that connectedness with nature. And I kind of have in all of that, because I feel like that's so um, profound for a young child to know that that is one of your connection points. Yeah. And for me, it was just my natural awareness. So, I mean, one of the things I guess that I would say is that I've had the great joy of working with many, many humans from many different backgrounds and every human has natural connectedness. And so it expresses in a different avenue for each human and so that's why i find it such a really helpful question for listeners to ask themselves like when i just feel and it's like those simple moments of clear awareness where you just sort of feel like oh i feel a peace within myself i feel an effortless kind of joy and it's a spontaneous joy that's like very simple like it's not complicated it doesn't take a lot of external things to happen um but you see it sometimes with you know, like people reaching down to give their kids or their grandkids or, um, you know, the neighbor kid a hug. And it's just like innocence. It's just complete, pure, spontaneous joy. Um, or you see it like with people with their animals, like with their cats or their dogs or their sometimes their birds. And mm -hmm. just like that, it's such an innocent kind of unconditional kindness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So for each listener just to identify that yourselves yeah. and i love that because i think we get so um like caught up in the day today that i don't think we allow ourselves to really stop and take that time to um notice what brings us that that joy that is uncomplicated yeah and and then if we can connect with it the really sweet thing is there's almost like a spontaneous fresh aliveness that stays with us and it's um like i was deeply moved and um, sort of, I don't know what the right way to put it is when you were talking about people who were on vacation, yet it sounded like they weren't relaxing into kindness. And so that's a really good example of that it's really important to be that energy of kindness and also to be that energy of just simple, pure joy right in the midst of daily life, like to not wait until that one week a year that you're not at work <laughs> or whatever it is to do it right in the midst of daily life. And then what happens is those pure, fresh, uh, spontaneous, alive, effervescent energies of inspiration and insight, like they're with us always. Um, so do you feel like meditation has helped you connect to more of your connection points? Absolutely. And I mean, so meditation, and I'll also just say meditation is not complicated. And so I know some people 
meditate and they love it and they're like yes this is fabulous i love it it's like me being with myself or it's me being with peace or it's me being with the divine whatever your word for that higher good is but i know some people have tried and they feel oh i don't know how to do this and i feel mm-hmm. frustrated and i must be doing it wrong and meditation really is very very simple so it's you being your higher self it's you being at one with yourself. And what happens when you turn and meet yourself is, I mean, it's incredibly joyful to meet yourself because you're meeting sort of, I'm trying to think of how to say this, like the reports that that people give from the meditation community is that they let go of pretense. So they're able to let go of how they think they should be and they're able to just actually be with themselves and they're able to be like that energy of sweetness that energy of steadiness that energy of kindness that energy of focus with themselves and then what happens is whatever work people are involved in whatever the family configuration that people are in whatever wellness journey people are on there is this ability to be a friend to oneself And so definitely, I would say that meditation helps be a friend to oneself. And then when we are able to be a friend to ourselves, that energy of friendship, it becomes almost like you were demonstrating this in the examples you gave, but there becomes almost like a universal kindness, a universal friendship, like a universal kinship that's able to share through us. And so one way to put it is there's a light or an energy or a spirit and aliveness within each of us that allows us to connect with what is highest and best in everyone whom we encounter. And so meditation is just connecting with that light. It's really simple. There are many pathways to do it, many techniques that you can use, but that's what it is, is just being in contact with that light. And not only, so say that you have a seated meditation practice, say that you meditate for a few minutes in the morning, it's not only that few minutes in the morning, then it's like in the middle of the day, you can take a deep breath and you can connect back to that current of freshness and energy and focus and creativity. And then there's almost like this infusion of presence or this infusion of generosity or this infusion of inspiration. So what happens I think is we can feel cut off. We can feel almost like we're, Um, separate and like we're kind of huddling in our own separate self and that's when it's possible to feel cranky or it's possible to feel tired or we feel like oh there's not enough time or energy or resources or I don't know how to do this I can't cope Mm -hmm. with this and when we're able just to take a breath and relax and connect with there's an there's an inner wisdom within each of us there's an inner strength and an inner joy and almost like an inner playfulness like an ability to laugh and not take ourselves too seriously like i'm not talking about being frivolous but i'm also saying if we are able to laugh in a genuine full-hearted pure way it makes so many things so much more fun <laughs> and so yeah. and then when we're having more fun then all of the tasks of daily life and all of the tasks of our work, they become so much more fun as well. And there's just almost like this current of inspiration and we don't feel cut off anymore. We feel connected. So we feel connected to other humans, but we also feel connected to almost like 
there's a field of awareness that we all can connect with. And then like the practical ways that that might come into your awareness is like, you might say, oh, I know what I need to search for online. And, and it'll just be like an inner knowing, like, of course, that's a good thing to look for. That would be really helpful for my mm -hmm. next step forward, whatever it is. Or you might just know, you know what I need to do right now? It's very simple. I've had enough screen time. <laughs> what I need to do right now is put the phone on the table and actually walk outside for yeah. a moment. <laughs> like whatever the weather is, just allow myself to walk outside for a moment. Yeah. And so those are just examples. Yeah, I love that. And I think that's where the freedom piece must come in because once you feel connected to yourself and to others, you don't feel so bound up anymore. Yeah. And the joy, the joy and the freedom, it's, it's intrinsic. So it can be there independent of external circumstances. And so that's incredibly a gift that we can give ourselves as well. So, I mean, like, let's acknowledge that humans walk through very challenging circumstances sometimes, but to be able to be always in contact with there is a love that is vaster than any human pain. And to be able to be in contact with that love, that allows us to be present. Like if we're being with a friend who's just experienced a loss or something really challenging, we can be fully present, but we also are in contact with that love that is vaster than human pain. And so it helps us be respectful and aware of the feelings that humans go through but it also helps us be respectful and aware that this is not going to be the lasting experience that that human is going to have this is a moment in time yeah. and we can be fully present with them in that moment but we also can be aware of their wholeness their integrity their connection to the love that is vaster than human pain and then as we are inwardly connecting with that we will know like very often this would be a silent sharing we wouldn't be putting this into words we would just take the friend's hand mm -hmm. and and we would know like a few simple words of support that might be helpful or not like sometimes it's just a smile and it's just i'm here i'm yeah. here you know it's just like wrapping your arms around someone with unconditional caring and kindness um, but to be able to inwardly be connected to that love that is vaster and deeper and stronger than human pain helps others connect with it as well. Yeah. And so it's almost like you're holding that frequency the same way that like a strong singer can hold a tone or note that allows other singers who are less on pitch <laughs> to be able to come in to that resonance and that harmony. The more that we are able to connect with that inner peace that inner joy that inner love that is completely unconditional then the more we're always able to be free and so it does it takes like this this balance of inner freedom always that helps us be completely fully present in time and space and with our own feelings with our own thoughts and with other humans and all the wonderful configurations of our lives as well yes and i Love what you said about, you know, you can just hold their hand, you could just smile at them. And I think that right there is freeing in itself, because I think sometimes when we see someone that we care about so deeply going through something that's, that seems so horrible, and it feels like it can last forever, we want to go into fix it mode and be like, oh my gosh, what am I going to say to them? What am I going to do? How am I going to get them through this? And then we end up feeling you know, bound by the situation too, when it's not necessarily our thing to be bound by, 
But so this is almost like, I just like think of that. I was like, wow, that's so freeing. Cause you don't have to put this huge amount of responsibility on yourself with helping someone with this big dash gesture. It can be something as small as just holding their hand or just smiling at them or just saying, I'm here. It's really true. And I agree with you very much. I think that, so I think that humans and, and I think, so for people who care deeply and who want to be present and helpful and hopeful and of service, I think this is especially true for those humans that sometimes we attempt to carry on our own shoulders what isn't possibly to care, human, humanly possible to carry mm -hmm. on our own shoulders. And so this frees us from that. It's well-meaning, but it doesn't actually help others. <laughs> and so, so this is or a way- Or ourselves. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, as well. Yeah, you're absolutely right about that. So for for us to be connected to that wholeness, which is so much larger than my separate individual human self is, and also so much larger than the separate individual human self of this dear one who I care about deeply. Um, and then we're able to just be connected to the energy of the solution. The energy of the solution is very often larger than the human. And mm -hmm. so that just helps everyone it helps everyone be connected to that resourcefulness and that inventiveness and that that energy of healing i think in some contexts it would be called almost like it's like mercy or grace or you know it's um in a spiritual sense it's like love and wisdom combined it's compassion that helps people find positive ways forward that helps you find positive ways forward as well yes because it opens up the possibilities yeah. instead of keeping the keeping the person so contracted almost um yeah. it, it it opens their energy field it opens their awareness and yeah. it opens the space around them to be able to receive yes exactly and so one of the things that my teacher said and and this again is for listeners who really care and want to make a difference he said sometimes it's well-intentioned but if what we're holding on to is the person's pain, we're actually kind of reinforcing that. Mm -hmm. And so unintentionally, we're adding energy to that. Unintentionally, we're strengthening that. And so there's like this very fine balance because you also, you can't be disrespectful and you can't be unaware. Yeah. So it, it requires you to be very, very present and just simple, you know, just I'm here you know, and, and that smile and that handholding, and you'll always be able, like for every listener, as you connect with your friend in that moment, if you're able to both compassionately be aware of their pain, but also be aware of the love that is vaster than any human pain, you'll always know, like are words most helpful or is just simple presence most helpful? And people really vary. So, I was uh, fairly recently with a friend whose father had passed and my friend was sitting Shiva and my friend was telling jokes. I mean, so people really vary in yeah. how they respond to those moments. And for my friend, that was an expression of love. Like my friend deeply loved his dad and yeah. that was an expression of love. And so just, to, to be able to be with humans as they are experiencing whatever they are experiencing. And it also helps you be with yourself when you are experiencing whatever you are experiencing. Yes. And it's, 
you know, it's that validation. I think for them, like, yes, I'm here and I'm laughing at your jokes because this is what you need in this moment. It, it fosters that connection. Which I think is deeply healing, just that yeah. presence. And if my friend had needed to howl, I would have been okay with that too. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And in both cases, um, it's because I sort of, I know my friend, I know my friend's heart, I know my friend's soul. Um, and so I know my friend is going to move through this. And my knowing that helps my friend connect with whatever the resourcefulness is within him that helps him step forward, step by step. Yeah, yeah, it's just, it's nice to have that support because oftentimes we feel unsupported when we're struggling or we're figuring out what the next step is in our journey. And so if Swami, if someone's feeling like they, they're ready to, to do more um, on their spiritual growth journey or they're feeling like they need more of that freedom what can they do to take that next step or to get started? I hope that's not a, a very like overloaded question there. No, you're good. I mean, it's a big question, but I'll just say like a couple of things. I mean, one, for a person who's looking to connect with support, and I think for many humans, connecting with support is very welcome. It deeply helps to turn within, to just give yourself a few moments of quiet, to close your eyes if you're comfortable doing that, or just soften your gaze if you'd like to keep your eyes open, and just to say, I connect with the source of support. I am always connected with a source of support. The source of support helps me balance my body, my emotions, my thoughts, my life. The source of support is here, and the source of support will help me moment by moment, choice by choice, step by step, connect to whatever comes next. My connectedness to the source of support, it's already here. And when we have that feeling and that awareness, then we will naturally connect with that energy of support will be reflected back to us through other humans. And so what happens then is we're not like clutching or grasping or right. trying to make it come from other humans we are connected with a source of support within ourselves we're in in that energy of support and then it flows freely to us through other humans and so it shifts our dynamic and our relationship and our awareness to other humans and ourselves and it helps us just feel continually calm and steady and at peace for anyone who's interested in meditation specifically or in any of the ideas that we've talked about um, awake yoga meditation shares teachings of yoga philosophy so we give meditations, but we also give meditation talks to help you with exactly the things that we've been talking about. And we do that on Sundays, we do it on Tuesdays, we do it on Wednesdays, we do it on Fridays. So for anyone who's interested, just check out awakeyogameditation.org. Everyone's welcome from all backgrounds. We have people from all faith backgrounds, people who would describe themselves as spiritual, people from all nationalities and countries. I mean, it's just really, really fun. And it's amazing to sort of see that universal friendship and that universal kinship that I talked about, you can see it in action. You can see it in motion in the meditation community. Um, we also share teachings on Zoom and on YouTube. So wherever you are geographically, you're welcome. And we are in Baltimore, Maryland. So for anyone who would like to join us in person, you can hop on the website and find information about that. But we would love to meditate with you. It's just so much fun. And the meditation talks that we share are very much like what we've just been talking about. Mm -hmm. And and there it was, so 
I have been meditating every day for six years, I think. And so, um, and I would still say that, um, my meditation practice is evolving and I think it always will. Um, I have a hard time, like my brain is always going. So I have to just, you know, acknowledge the thoughts and let them pass. And so that's when I have clients and, you know, friends and family are like, oh, I could never meditate because my brain, my brain never stops. My brain never stops. I'm like, it's not about stopping your brain. <laughs> it's about acknowledging, it's about being present and acknowledge the thought, let it pass and just go back to focusing on your breath. Um, but having meditation in my life has been so um, pivotal. And with that being said, even though I've been meditating for years now, I have taken so many little golden nuggets from what you've shared today. So I, um, I feel even more enlightened. It's awesome to talk with you. It is just such a joy. And thank you to you, you. your husband, your family. Thanks for being that amazing light. And to the listeners, thank you, because I know you also are amazing lights wherever you are. It's a great joy. Yes. So thank you. So ladies, this episode definitely needs to be shared with your friends because always the more the merrier. Um, But there are so many important things to take away in here that um, not just will be helpful for us as you know, women navigating our communities and, you know, relationships with our partners, but also our relationships with our children and other family members. So um, please share, because I think that this is so important for other people to hear. And as Swami says, other humans. And so if you would be so kind to leave a review, I would greatly appreciate it because I take the time to read all the reviews to ensure that this podcast continues to be a place of support and guidance and really a one-stop shop because us ladies, we have to stick together. So Swami, it was absolutely lovely speaking with you. And thank you again for being a guest on One of a Kind You. So much to you. Thank you. Yes.